Welcome to Making More Money for You with Magnus Carter. Whether you feel that you don't have enough money to start investing or are under the preconceived notion that investing is only for the wealthy, Magnus and his expert guests are here to help you. Now here is your host, Magnus Carter. Hello, everybody. Thank you for uh, joining me here on the Making More Money for You show. I am your host, Magnus Carter. Uh, just a brief recap. Last week, we uh, we covered a topic that a lot of people have struggled with and with time, money, and actually decisions on where to go, is, which was vacationing. Uh, I had the guests know from travel, Tim and Shade here. Uh, we went over some basic things if you're uh, planning a, on going on vacation this summer. Uh, I would recommend you take a listen to that. And at the end of it, there's actually some promotions that they're actually offering on, on some vacation packages. So that's up to you. I'll let you uh, decide with that. But today I have a very special guest with me. Uh, I've known him for a while. And we're going to talk about how to actually have your house make money for you. That's right. Your house sitting there. You're sitting there on your couch in your you know, driveway or on your porch or whatever. And you can actually make money with your house itself. And today I have a very special guest, Cody Smith. Hi, Cody. Welcome to the show. Hey, what's up, Magnus Carter? Thanks for having me on the show. Uh, no problem. Thank you for joining me. Uh, well, this is a very odd topic that not a lot of people use, and they don't understand how you can actually make money by doing this. But before we get into that, uh, give us some of your background. You know, what have you been doing? Uh, how do you actually came into kind of, we'll lead like right into sure. our topic for today? Yeah. Yeah. So just a little bit of that background, I guess going back. So my background is in electrical engineering. Uh, I joined DOD, went and joined the Air Force and uh, got to move around the country a little bit and really wanted to start dabbling in real estate. And uh, so first property was actually in California. And so I'm from Mississippi. So like normal house prices are like, you know, you get a pretty decent house for like $120,000, $150,000. Uh, you, you don't even scratch the surface for paying for a driveway in Los Angeles for $150,000. <laughs> well, so you might the, get a mailbox. <laughs> yeah. So the, the sticker price there, you know, uh, starting in like, you know, you're looking at four hundred, $600,000 for, you know, normal size homes, uh, sometimes in not great areas even. Uh, so, but that, that was our start. We bought a triplex. Uh, so we lived in one, we did house hacking. Uh, we lived in one unit. We rented out traditionally, rented out two other units, and that paid for the mortgage and some cash flow and um, a little bit. But it was uh, it was a gnarly experience, just learning the ins and out of being a the uh, my wife. I, I always took my wife like being a slumlord, <laughs> 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 but just you know, just having tenants, managing a property, um, dealing with it from the whole nine yards, and so. That was kind of how we dabbled into real estate and rental properties to begin with, um, but that's certainly not uh, how we ended uh, it because we ended up selling that property. Um, we got lucky at the top end of the market and was able to move that money back into our next duty station, which happened to be in Mississippi of all places, but uh, a small town, a very small town. Um, and uh, trying to figure out how do we make this work here because it just didn't, it wasn't the same market. The rental market just didn't look great. Um, and then started getting into and using Airbnb. 
uh, ourselves. Like we didn't, we didn't have an Airbnb. We just started using it because uh, I was traveling a lot, and I was like, I can do what? Rent out a room for like thirty bucks? What? Uh -huh. Okay. And so, uh, so I started using Airbnb everywhere I went and you just get to meet people and it was great. So that was kind of leading us into our transition, getting into what if we did this ourselves? Like, what if we tried it? And, uh, go ahead. Looks like, sorry, I was about to cut you off there. No, no. Yeah. You're fine with that. So you're actually saying that even in a little small town in Mississippi, you can actually rent out rooms and you're actually trying to get this to actually work in your current current location yeah so when i was renting out rooms as a guest at other people's airbnb products always in big cities um so when you think i it just never really crossed our mind to try it in a small town mississippi <laughs> you know we didn't live in a touristy place we weren't near a coast yeah there was not a whole lot of reason why you'd think to have an Airbnb. There's nothing touristy about where we live. Um, so do whatever images that your guests have right now about Mississippi and where I live, they're probably half right. Uh, so, um, but we tried it and actually my, it was my wife's uh, idea and she's not quite the adventurous one when it comes to, you know, starting businesses or, or entrepreneurship or getting into real estate. But she was like, I'm going to try it. And uh, we had a guest bedroom that we never used. It was already furnished. And so we, with literally next to zero dollars invested, uh, because all the furniture is in there, it's, a lot of people have guest bedrooms. Right. Uh, we threw it up on Airbnb. We took some really crappy photos on our, with our phone to put it up. <laughs> okay. And um, listed it and just like, all right. And we kind of forgot about it. To be honest. <laughs> and then like a week later, we got a message on our phone. It's like, Hey, someone booked your Airbnb for like four days. And I was like, Oh my gosh, it worked. And, uh, it, and from there, it just, yeah, it just blew my mind. Just how easy, easy it was to turn a spare bedroom, which I would consider honestly dead space for the most part, mm -hmm. uh, into something for us that, literally paid our mortgage plus some yeah that, see that's what people with houses and you can probably even do this with two three bedroom apartments as well you know as long as you have the space am i right yeah as long as you have the space uh you, you can do it like you can okay. technically um any space can be airbnb and i was actually i'm so in an airbnb right now <laughs> in, <laughs> in utah uh in a awesome awesome location wonderful uh wonderful price and so um just outside of salt lake city but I, I stayed at a airbnb in new orleans before i flew out and i was looking at some of the the things that people are renting out and one of them surprisingly in new orleans is this airbnb of a it's like a shack inside of a warehouse so think of a think that someone with zero construction experience was like i'm gonna build a tiny house out of just random construction material, like a little bit of plywood here, some cardboard over here, whatever else. Right. And, um, it's like a little tiny house, but it's sitting in a weird warehouse looking thing and it's renting out 
for like 35 bucks a night. And the reviews of people were like, I loved it. They were like, that. I loved it. It was like this weird, unique experience. And I was like, what? This Airbnb thing is ridiculous. The sky's the limits of what you can do. So if I want a horror movie experience to stay at somewhere, I go to New Orleans and book it on Airbnb and I can feel like I was in a horror movie for the night. Oh, 100%. Oh, man, that's ridiculous. 100%. So even on top of that, when you got, when you were getting ready for your, to transition into the Airbnb, the extra stuff that you had laying in the room that you didn't use anymore, did you find out that you can actually sell that or did you keep it in there and find another use for it? You know, that because that's also another income right there is mm-hmm. all the stuff that we hoard in rooms that we will never use again <laughs> and forced to actually get rid of it. If you're actually looking into this, what did you do with it? All that honestly went out to storage. Uh, um, so we have a little, we have a, like a, it's like a slightly like a mother-in-law suite, but it doesn't have, it has AC, it's got power. Uh, and we just use it for storage right now. And that's that's probably something we can talk about here in a second because we're looking to add water and sewage out there as well um, because we want to turn that into an Airbnb rental because um, it's got its own private area. You don't even have to come into our house. It's it's what, it, you know, and in, it, it might cost us a few thousand dollars to get it squared away, but you'll make that money back in less than a year, like way less than a year. Wow. Um doing it that way. So we didn't sell anything. It's just sitting in storage right now. <laughs> but most of the stuff that was in the guest bedroom, honestly, was exactly what you needed for an Airbnb. It had it had a bed. It had a desk. It had a TV. It had a TV stand and then your closet and a few amenities we added. Like, I think the only thing we really added to it, honestly, was probably a Keurig. That was Everybody it. Everybody needs their caffeine. That's really all it needed. I think we did that. We added a few lamps. The Joker was ready to go. So very little investment for our listeners in case, you know, try to get the steps for them. So you you clean up the room, make it, they have, I'm sure they have a a list of requirements that they have. So you can actually list it on their website, right? That's right. And it's pretty straightforward walks. Like they'll walk you through the whole process. And the cool thing about Airbnb's site is they don't force you to upload everything at once. Right. Even better. It is. It's like, hey, we need some bare necessity stuff to get this listed. And you're like, cool. So you need photos, you need a description, you need, you know, to make sure you have the bare necessities for someone to check in and stay at your place and check out. Right. So you need those things, which is honestly not a whole lot. And then over time, Airbnb will start asking you, hey, do you want to start adding like, do you have a washing machine available at your site? Do you have smoke alarm detectors and whatever else? Like, so it, so it doesn't bombard you initially and get you super overwhelmed um, to get that stuff up and running. Um, so that part's, I mean, we honestly, we did it on our phone oh. with a smartphone. We didn't even do it on a laptop. We took photos, we uploaded them. We typed in some stuff like, Hey, this is our home. Please don't smoke in it or burn it down. And, uh, <laughs> here's the check-in instructions. And then a lot of the messaging you can just automate. Oh, that's like, so someone books, you know, it, uh, the messaging's automated, like the check-in instructions, like, Hey, make sure you're aware of this the checkout instructions, like you a lot of that's like very hands-off, um, which is like really great for those who's like, I don't want another chore, mm-hmm. um, regardless if it pulls in money. In this case, it's a very low effort move um, to get an Airbnb up and running. Uh, I think the biggest fear for us though, was having people, strangers come into our home. How did, 
with your family and whatnot, how did you deal with that? Because a lot of people are going to be nervous. It's like, uh, yeah. do I have to lock everything away? Do I have to, you know, get the chains <laughs> out for the jewel? Count all the <laughs> count all the silverware and make sure it's polished and put there and uh, you know pictures of everything before they come and leave. How how did you deal with that? There's a couple like if you look up like Airbnb horror stories, they have been some. Period. Like there's also hotel horror story and there's horror stories oh, yeah. for every industry it's so everywhere. um but usually the horror stories are what get the most limelight so usually people read those things and they get psyched out mm-hmm. um what's big with airbnb is like guests get verified just as uh, just as thoroughly as hosts do which is pretty neat right and they also get reviewed so something we did initially is like we're like we're not we're not gonna let anyone in that doesn't have a review yet right we don't want to be a guinea pig um so Funny enough, the very few people that it came through that initial Airbnb listing we had, hardly any of them like were new to Airbnb. They had been using it for a while. They had been tested out by other people who said okay. they're clean, they're quiet, they keep to themselves, very friendly, conversational, whatever else, right? And we're like, cool. So you have this, you have this level of uh, that there's not necessarily a complete stranger. You can see that they've stayed in other places and they were respectful. Um, they also have to identify their identities. You can't have someone come in, take your stuff and then leave okay. because Airbnb is like, Hey, we got your driver's license. We know who you are and you have air coverage, which is like Airbnb's insurance as well, Okay, which is pretty nice. Um, you do need to know how to use that properly. Right. Um, Cause there are rules. So any kind of insurance, when you're trying to do a claim, there's rules. Of oh, what there's they always rules. Claim, especially right? that, small, that small print. Yeah. They need know. that stuff. Right. So air covers is no different. Um, so if you have someone come in and let's say they like, I don't know, poop on the bed. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> we've <laughs> well, never had that happen, but let's say they break or they, they take some, let's say they take the TV. Um, we've never had this happen, but let's say they take the TV. Um, there's certain things that air coverage is like, Hey, uh, if you're doing a claim, we just need to have these things in place to actually, validate that this is something we cover, which okay. is, it makes sense. But usually what happens is new people at Airbnb, something does happen, you know, six months, a year into doing it. And someone's like, Oh my gosh, someone stole the blender. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, you know, they take some time, they wait to actually submit a claim and there's like timelines, uh, for how okay. you need to submit things. In it and so whatever else. So, uh, that stuff's important. And usually you learn that the hard way once. And you're like, oh, maybe I should actually understand how this works. Yeah, that's when you start reading the, the other fine prints. Like, you start okay, reading I, it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, that's that's amazing. Now, compared to, you've done traditional renting as well that's of right. your home. Mm-hmm. Can you do some comparisons and, you know, what's, what's, like, what, what's it like to do both from mm-hmm. your point of view? Do you think, well, of course, there's more hands-on work with, with normal renting. Yeah, compared to Airbnb, but what help the help us help me and uh, the listeners actually understand yeah. what what made you actually transition into this and vice versa, or what what are the pros of actually keeping both? I got okay. We're keeping both. Mm. Here, let me let me step forward a few steps from our, sure. our journey. That kind that kind of set up the um, what we did and why. Uh, so after we realized after about six months of having just using our spare bedroom as an Airbnb and it no longer like our house no longer was a liability, it was, it was, it was an asset and I was like, nice. amazing. Right. So, 
And you didn't have to rent out the entire home to make an asset. You use a very small footprint in your home to create an asset that actually either paid for itself, uh, which means you had other people paying down your mortgage, building up your equity, meaning also you could then open up a, a uh, HELOC, so a home equity line of credit, then to purchase another property that someone else is paying for, which is amazing. Um, so then at that point, we kind of got a, a little bit more aggressive. Like, what does it look like to go buy a property okay. strictly to just do Airbnb? And so that's what we did starting at near that midway point of 2021. Uh, we went into the town over, which was a little bit bigger. There was a, a university, there's two large hospitals. So a little bit more reason for people to come in, right? right? So we've already proved it out with our small town home. So we bought a property and it was like five bedrooms, three baths. And we realized just looking on Airbnb, that listings that do whole house listings, because you can do either or you can do a room, you okay. can do a whole house, right? Wow. Okay. The whole house listings, meaning you can rent out the entire home, short-term rental, all right, did not do well. They don't get, they didn't get rented out a lot because the price range just didn't fit for our market. Okay. So they get rented on weekends. They get written out during like football season, mm -hmm. um, but off season and things of that sort, the numbers did not look good, right? You might as well just traditionally rented the place out. And so we, but we realized the properties and there were only a handful that did individual rooms, like that price point in that market booked out almost 80% of the time, Wow, which is a big deal um, for your profit uh, and the revenue you could pull in from a, from a, property. So we settled, we found a house, we ran some numbers, you know, just kind of comparing literally not extensive numbers, just comparing like, what would it look like? Worst case, right? Let's say our occupancy was like, not good. Let's say it was like 50%, right? Could we still cover the mortgage and expenses and things of that sort? And it was like, yes, even on a bad month, we can do pretty well here. And so in a traditional home in our area, like you're doing amazing if you can pull in passively $200 traditionally, which is not a lot. No, that's, not a lot. You, that's like nothing. <laughs> that's nothing. Right. That's but that's nothing. a stand like that. You pull $200 a month and passively passive income and people go, wow, you're doing great. Um, and that works at scale. So if you have the capital or the know-how to go buy an apartment complex, all right, cool. You have 10 units. They're all bringing in 200 each the best 2000 bucks a month. Uh -huh. Okay. All right. I can all see right. where that works at scale. Uh, but if you have a single family home, it's just one house. Right. Yuck. That's not worth it. <laughs> no, it's that's... not worth it. Um, so we did individual room. We had five bedrooms. Um, one of the bedrooms um, was, uh, it's actually a, a base subfloor that we didn't even rent out because it needed to be renovated. So we just had four and three baths and uh, we put locks on all of them, set up the whole property got it furnished. That was one of the most expensive parts was furnishing uh, the place. Uh, it cost us about $3,000 um, per room plus the kitchen um, all in all. So it cost about $12,000 to furnish the entire home just to get it up and ready. And that's a little scary. If you're not used to kind of doing something like that, you weren't <laughs> sure it would work. Oh yeah. Um, so we opened our doors in November of 2021 and even in the winter months, which is typically slower, even hotels are like, they, it's harder in the winter, um, unless you're a winter touristy location or there's some reason to travel there. Um, we'll lower their prices and try to keep occupancy, occupancy up. 
we did not struggle. We've been running like high 70, 80s, and sometimes 90% occupancy. Um, and here's the cool part. On a bad month, we'll still pull in $1,000 a month. On a great month, we'll pull in 2,500. It's crazy. So comparing that to a traditional rented out home that you make $200 a month, uh, and compare that to a bad month of making a thousand, um, and a great month of 2,500, it's a night, it's nine day. It's a nine day difference. Absolutely. Now, now on top of that, you brought you brought up a very good point. Your home is now an asset instead of a liability. So now you're not constantly putting money into it as if, you know, 90% of us do, uh, the repairs and Mm -hmm. the, um, the maintenance, the upkeep, uh, uh, the replacement of things, you know, something yep. breaks or whatever. That's still coming yeah. out of your pocket. Now it's actually coming out of someone else's. It comes pocket. out it's of somebody like, oh, else's. Oh, it's okay. <clears throat> okay, put it on the credit card. We'll pay it off at the end. You know, at the end of the month, whatever it is. Especially when you're furnishing and whatnot like that. So you actually building credit. You're yep. making money. You are have assets now. Now that you can actually start diversifying like you're doing right now is actually ex- and expanding into three, four bedroom houses. Yep. And it's paying for itself. And yeah, well, well beyond paying for itself. Um, it is, I mean, the biggest thing about an investment is just seeing how fast can I get my money back? Exactly. Right. Cause you want to take it out and put it somewhere else to make, to have that start making more money for you somewhere else. Um, so we were, very quickly able to make back the money we invested for even the furnishing. Um, and then at that point, you're just, you're pulling in money for, okay, how do we continue this? Do we buy another property? Do we um, make the property better so we can raise our price? Like, what do we do? So you're, you're at the, you have these cool options that you didn't have before. Um, and you're not worried about investing your own money anymore because somebody else on a regular basis is coming in and investing into our property each and every night. And you brought, and you brought up an exact, a huge point right there that we kind of, you skimmed over a little bit is you can start charging more money now on top of that because now you actually upgraded it. Oh, it looks more luxurious. You got, instead Uh of, you got, instead of the single Keurig, you got the four, you know, you got the pod Keurig and you got a little espresso machine on the corner, you know, and the refrigerator will remind you, Hey, your, your leftovers are here. So have you seen that, um, the, how you invested in the property has a better return than if you just kept it bare minimal? Uh, probably. I mean, we're still in the early stages of that because like okay. the easiest thing to do to raise prices is to continue getting reviews, right? So you get reviews oh, right. for your property. So initially you got none. You got zero, <laughs> right? Just like, you know, you have people that you're taking a risk on staying in your place if they don't have a lot of reviews, right? right. They're taking a risk going to a new property. Um and so you typically, you charge, you charge less, significantly less for those initial first people. And so we kept our prices pretty low uh, initially, and we've just recently raised them up. And okay. I mean, we, we were still profitable at the lower amount. Um, so we're like, let's keep rolling. Let's keep invest, you know, figure out what we're going to do with this money. In the meantime, let's keep racking up these reviews. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we raised our prices and then you're just determining, all right, do we see a lower 
occupancy as they're making more money. And so now you can really test things and tweak things. Uh, one of the cool things about Airbnb that a lot of your, um, a lot of your, maybe your hotels or maybe your com- competitors won't do is you can take the money and reinvest it and make a themed room. Okay. Make a unique experience for people to come in um, that they can't find anywhere else. And so when you can pull on that kind of passive income in and you can start investing to make these rooms, like just deck them out into, you know, whether it's like, you know, we've played around with thoughts of making a room that's like Japanese themed. Okay. Like all out, like the floor futon, (laughs) not like a traditional American food, like a floor futon, you know, decorated like you would be like if you were to stay at a place in Japan, like what would it look like? You know, what technology would you have? And, um, things of that sort. And so just thinking about and playing with this is it makes things really exciting. Cause at that point you can turn a room that you charge $45 a night for mm-hmm. to something you can charge well over $120 a night because you can't get it anywhere else. Also with you bringing that up, a lot of people travel from across the world to come here for work. They miss their home. They, yeah. you can, they do. <laughs> if you think about it, uh, I worked with a lot of Japanese fo- um, uh, people from, from uh, from um, Tokyo, Okasaka, and whatnot, and they actually were trying to find houses and to actually make them feel less a- anxious, if you will, a little bit of uh, yeah. So, depending on the city and where you're at, you may want to look into that as well, mm-hmm. because I know um, when they would actually stay in a giant city, they would actually do that, and it would actually it didn't matter what they were paying because the company's paying for it. That's right. So they, of course, the company credit card comes out and then cha-ching. Funny enough, you say that we've had people from uh, Germany. We've had people from the UK. We've had people from, I I believe, Malaysia, um, people from Russia before the Russia (laughs) debacle that's going on right now. But we had people from all over the world coming to Mississippi and looking for a place to stay. And so like quite a few international people coming into Mississippi saying our Airbnbs and getting to talk with them. And like, that's been awesome as well. I mean, it's kind of like, it's kind of like a more like an icing on the cake deal, but yeah, yeah definitely have some people from international, not a huge, not a lot. You're not going to see it like it is in Atlanta, New York, California, some of your bigger metropolitans, but it's definitely cool to see them come through and stay in our places. Oh, definitely. And then when I was traveling enough for work and working with those gentlemen and ladies, ladies and gentlemen, I, I learned a lot of the culture and, you know, it, it's nice to actually see what they actually bring to the table when they're actually when they're staying there, and they need, they want someone to talk to as well. So it's a two way street there. It's you win-win. learn more, and they learn about you. Yeah, you know, and you you build that connection. You got to repeat customer, and that's so that's good. a that's a lost art these days of actually wanting someone as a repeat customer. It's like okay, mm-hmm. well, nowadays everywhere you go, it's like okay, well here it is. This is a price to get out the door. You know, when, when you see that, that also reflects in your reviews. Like mm-hmm. you're saying, you need more reviews. You need positive reviews. Yeah. And then uh, just like anything else that needs a review, uh, uh, they compound and then you see, you see the uh, end, end results. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Um, just, and just the flexibility of what you can ma- do and manage with stuff you already have. Right. Using your, your assets you already have, and then just growing from there. We were able to grow really quickly in a small town. I feel like there's a lot of people listening who 
they're in that same situation that, you know, they don't live in big towns or maybe they do, but they have this spare bedroom and they think, oh, this wouldn't work for me. It's like, I would challenge you to say, give it a shot, try it. And if it's a horrible experience, don't ever do it. (laughs) But at least, you know, like you come in, you're like, wow, I just turned something I didn't know could be an asset into something that generates income. That is wonderful. And right there, we're going to do a little recap right now as I here with, I'm Magnus Carter. I'm here with my guest, Cody Smith. We are talking about transforming your house to actually generating money for you and uh, make making more money for you. And, you know, we talked, we're talking about actually renting out the spare bedrooms and getting it all re- uh, ready for guests and whatnot. And we're going to take a quick break. Uh, I want to thank you for tuning in. Uh, if you have questions for Cody or anything that we're talking about right here, you can give us a call at one 472 5789 and we're going to take a little break right now we're going to come right back with more with cody and uh, how our houses can make more money for us become our friend on facebook post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline visit facebook.com forward slash voice america The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business talk. Everyone deserves the opportunity to have access to the knowledge to make their own choices when it comes to where their money goes. Listening to Making More Money for You with Magnus Carter will give you that access. Investing isn't just for the wealthy. Making More Money for You, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Making More Money for You with Magnus Carter. If you have any questions for Magnus or his guests, join us on the show at 866-472-5789. That's 866-472-5789. Now back to the show. Here is Magnus Carter. Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, thank you for coming back if you're already listening to us. Uh, I'm Magnus Carter. I am your host of the Making More Money for You show, author uh, and radio show host now. Uh, one quick thing I want to let you know is there's banners on my webpage here, and those little banners will take you to my books. If you enjoy the show, what you're hearing here, my books have 10 times more content in them. And if you decide to to do that and take the step and making a better future for you tomorrow, a better tomorrow for you today. Uh, 
If you like what you have, uh, make sure you leave a review for the books. Right now I have Cody Smith. We're talking about making our houses money generators. We're talking, we talked about traditional renting. We talked about Airbnbs. We've talked about also what is necessary to actually transition your house rooms or whole house into an Airbnb to make money for you. Uh, if you just miss, if you're just tuning in, we've also talked about doing theme rooms, and this is where we're at right now. Welcome back, Cody. Um, glad, to, back. glad to be back. <laughs> <laughs> Breaks are great, but I mean, the fun part is being here and, and talking on the show for sure. Um, I'm having a blast. I mean, Magnus, where do you want to take it from here? I mean, we got to briefly talk about um you know going and jumping into theme rooms and things of that sort but uh i mean we can take it from literally anywhere from here yeah there's so much to do with it you know we have houses we have apartment buildings there's so much that can actually be done here uh we went over also how to furnish the room and how to actually upgrade your rooms to charge Mm. more money Uh, as long as you have reviews but like you were saying cody we have you have to have reviews so people actually look at your your establishment to stay at and the more reviews you have, more po- more positive reviews will go with that even more uh, instead of just regular reviews, the more likely you're going to book and, and you're going to be able to actually pick and cho- you can actually pick, pick and choose who you want to stay at your house, right? That's correct. Yeah, you can actually be, you can be very picky about who you allow, allow to stay. So if you have someone come in and they got no reviews and they just, because yeah, you can see like, okay, this person literally made an account this month. Like, I think this past week we had someone try and book for um, a, a whole week, which is great. I love long-term, longer-term guests. Uh, my favorite are those who stay for several months. We have students and traveling nurses and things of that sort who stay pretty long. Okay. Those are wonderful. Uh, the consistency is there. It's great. But we have some people who try and book and they just made an account. You can see that. Like, right. oh, you made an account April 2022? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. Like, you know, I just don't want to... Um, even go down that route of, of trying them out in our home and finding out that they don't know the Airbnb culture. They don't know the Airbnb, like how to, what it's, what it's like. Um, I think we had some person, one person sneak through the cracks and they got approved by accident. We were in a hurry <laughs> and, um, they ended up being fine, but like, you know, they treated it like it was a hotel it's not a hotel. It's someone's home. Right. So and most people within Airbnb understand that. Like they get that someone's home. And even if it's they don't, the person who lives there, the people who own the place don't live there. Mm-hmm. People are generally very, very respectful of your things. And half the time won't even go and, you know, they have access to the kitchen. They have access to the living room, but they just won't use it. They really just want a place to crash in their own room and some privacy and things of that sort. So um, having that control usually makes it really easy and like easing people into Airbnb because they can see like, Oh wow! This person has thirty reviews. Everyone says they're amazing, very quiet, and whatever else. You've all this proof that this person isn't a serial killer. <laughs> that is important nowadays because anything can happen, and anything does happen, uh-huh. uh, especially with that. Now you you brought up a, co- a lot of good talking points here. Is now now which one do we want to talk about? I I want to actually talk about you're living in the house. You're you know it's your home. You're living there. And they're they're a guest, they're a paying guest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, do you in like the refrigerator, like the common areas, do you keep like a special area for them so they can actually store their food if they go out to eat or 
uh, yeah, like areas for for their belongings as well if they need to. Yeah, so when it comes to their belongings, you usually just keep that in the room. All of our rooms, even in our home where we still rent out our guest bedroom, all have keypad locks, right? Oh, okay. Um, so that I don't really have to worry about them having access to stuff they shouldn't. So, I mean, I guess if they wanted to go into the supply closet and steal a bunch of toilet paper, they could. Uh, but uh, that's so typ- <laughs> again, typically you just don't, it, it doesn't happen. Um, especially since we're in the home, uh, and you get to have a conversation with people, right? They come in and they're like, where are you coming from? I'm like, oh, we're on a family trip. We're coming in from like Georgia, flying through to Mississippi, heading down to Louisiana, to Texas, and then making a loop back. And like, it's very cool to meet people. Um, but yeah, so this usually typically can just store things in the room because they can just keep it locked. And then we have a shelf for them in the fridge okay. where there's like this is the airbnb shelf enjoy right. good deal good deal yeah because you know i'm sure they ask you i i'm sure you get asked all the time it's like where is there a good place to eat around here because all the time all, all the time i guarantee all the time <laughs> so do you have like charts made up for this or do you talk to them every time or uh, funny enough so there's two options you have well i guess only there's three one you could just have like some canned messages ready to go out via the messaging app within the Airbnb app. Okay. Uh, so you can do that. But typically it's a lot easier for one, like the Airbnb in right now, they have a guide, a house guide. And in it, they have information about local places to go eat and whatever else, right? So you, as soon as you get there, you have these little booklets like, oh, like I have this information from people who live here telling me exactly where I should go eat if I want sushi if you want pizza if you want you know barbecue they're you know and places not to go they're like this place is barbecue steaks don't go there <laughs> um so so stuff like that so you you can there's a couple of different ways to go about it um i i like the house guide honestly just be able to flip through it and see what are the places um to go and our guests usually appreciate that as well well yeah it's and then if they ask you it's like okay how many times have you eaten here in the last week or whatever is this like your go-to place or uh-huh. is there one a little better that you're not uh-huh. putting in this book <laughs> right now we give them we give it them all right so if they're looking for vietnamese like they're looking for a nice bowl of pho you know we got you if you're looking for indian cuisine we got you well, if you're looking for like a nice juicy burger we got you right so whatever you need like the staples of like what you could potentially have a craving for we cover that okay all right so all that the food's cover of course you have your fast food joints you have your local joints you so that takes care of the food drinking it um drinks and whatnot mm. is, because you have a keurig now so do you supply keurig those supplies for the person or yeah yeah they'll get okay. pods every okay. room if depending on how long you're there like typically we'll throw two pods in there for a one night stay if you're there longer you just request it it's there's a whole supply closet for you to go in and grab some stuff <laughs> Okay. All right. So as much as like you can automate things and, and have them do something and, and allow them to be able to take care of themselves at your property, like the better, right? So even something as simple as, cause you know, our, our property with the five bedrooms is in another town. Yeah. Okay. Um, and when we initially had it, we managed it ourselves. Okay. And so we would flip rooms, right? So we'd go over there, flip the rooms, clean them up, get them set up again, and then, and do that. And so that was great. Um, especially cause they allowed us to learn a system for flipping rooms, doing it very quickly, very efficiently, uh, and make sure everything was clean. Um, because at some point we were looking to have someone come and do that for us and live on site. 
because at some point you want to step away from your investment and take back your time. Okay. Time is very valuable now. It's incredibly invaluable. So when you have a property that is cash flowing the way it does, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, you know, it, you know, 500, a thousand, twenty five hundred dollars a month, you have leeway now and margin to take a step back and use some of that money to take and buy back your time. So we were able to find someone who was looking for a place to stay, right? Had a flexible job, could okay. flip rooms, right? And was and we could offer them a deal for like lower rent um, oh. and just manage property. So now we have a person on site. They watch after everything for us. They let us know something weird's happening. Um, and they flip the rooms. So they have the schedule. They can go flip rooms. And that has saved us so much time and has truly made this very, very passive. I'd say it's passive. Uh, now, you, you brought up a great point. With owning a business, you need SOPs, standard operating procedures. That's right. Yeah. And, uh, a lot of people don't understand this because they'll do it once one way, do it second time another way, and mm. third time, and now you're wasting time and whatnot because you right. don't really know which one works. Mm. Now, do you supply these SOPs? Do you yeah. have them written down somewhere that it's like, okay, here's your Google Drive. It's like, okay, well, I came into contact with this and here's, a, here's my procedure to get this done. Yeah, that's something we need to have written down, honestly, on a, on a guide that we keep there because we haven't done that yet. Um, it's just been something that slowly happened over time with the person who's currently watching and managing the property. Okay. Uh, so she knows the process. She, she does part. And we, we still go and visit and just do quality checks just mm-hmm. to go check it out. And sometimes she got to leave. So we'll go back and we'll start flipping rooms as well. And that gives us a good chance to, 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 to look at the property as well. But honestly, there's like simple things of like, Look under the beds, right? <laughs> yeah. Do not forget to look under the beds because people do weird stuff. Dude, they'll throw <laughs> like all their trash under the bed, and you're like, "There's a trash, uh, there's a trash can in the room," and they're like l- l- little Snapple bottles, Mountain Dew bottles, and stuff like under the bed, or just like tissue or stuff like that, you know. Um, and you're just like, you just got to look for that because you'll have guests come and they'll go look under the beds to see if the place is actually clean. <laughs> <laughs> they see stuff like that where there's just like a can of dr pepper or something they go oh they really didn't claim this place good and then um you know people will jump to conclusions which is in their right mind they're not wrong obviously it wasn't cleaned well didn't even check under the bed yeah not a lot especially not the avid travelers know how to do that stuff but you get someone that's been traveling for their job oh, yeah. and all the oh, time yeah. they go they have they break out the white gloves they go and look and they got their little blue light and everything to check everything going on so yeah i can see you getting with the sops and making sure that uh your person that's caretaking for you is doing her job you know the right. quality checks is definitely mm-hmm. good um you still want to keep even though you it's passive, you still want to be interacting with the people. Especially. Oh, for sure. Oh, especially with that. I mean, we interact with the people that still come to our home where we have right. a spare bedroom, right? Um, and we interact every, I mean, we interact via the messenger app for the other property. Okay. Uh, but oftentimes we're not meeting in person unless something bad happens. Um, I like recently the AC unit just crapped out like two weeks ago. 
and we in we are in Mississippi, South oh. Mississippi. So it's it's hot. <laughs> yeah, it's a hot place. It's you know people come from like uh like Colorado or whatever or, or Phoenix or somewhere. They're like it's a dry heat. We do not have a dry heat. It is wet and moist. It's like living in a cloud. So you need AC, and um, so it, it like it went down. And so we called it a guy. He was like, it's going to be several thousand dollars. And like, normally if it's like your home AC and you're like, crap, <laughs> was not right. accounting to spend several thousand dollars in an AC unit. But luckily with the Airbnb property, what in the big deal? Like I've never <laughs> been at such low stress about paying several thousand dollars for an AC repair um, because it just didn't have to come out of my, my money. It didn't have to come out of my paycheck. And plus uh, on top of that, it's a tax write-off because you need to get it fixed. You got to get so it fixed. You have your tax there. You put the money out that someone else is paying for. Mm-hmm. And you actually literally made money on it, more money on it because you're deducting it at, at, at the end of the year. Yeah. So, so it, it, in the end, like it all works out. And honestly, the AC unit was pretty old, right? So being able right. to upgrade it and put uh, a, a new one in and a new compressor in and everything else, you're like, that was a good investment um, for our area. Well, funny enough, we had guests and we we're like, hey, we we're so sorry. We'll, we can cancel your reservation so you can go somewhere else that's not uh, boiling level hot. And we had several <laughs> guests who were like, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> wow. Like days, stayed there for days. And like, you're like, nah, I'm good. I'll stay. <laughs> Still got good reviews, you Still know? Got- <laughs> so it just put out a good product. Be human right and then you know if, if something messes up you know the last thing you want to do is get defensive about something you know my wife stayed at an airbnb with a group of women at a conference recently and the place just wasn't clean uh it had like pet hair everywhere it looked like they didn't quite change the sheets Ooh. um they just kind of remade the bed okay and so they were showing them like the, the guests like hey um just want to let you know like I, I don't think your cleaning crew came in and clean the place well he's like no no they did and they were like well here's the pictures this place isn't clean they were like no it's not it's not possible they had to send live photos of everything and so instead of just like being like i'm so sorry yeah. what i like what can i do to make it up to you like the guy was like no you're lying you're a liar oh my that place is clean <laughs> and you're like <laughs> it's so that was like such a weird experience like my wife sent me all like the chats and everything for and i was like that is weird that's a weird thing uh to get defensive about and that's a weird thing to do to your guests and your your host right so honestly it doesn't take a whole lot to be human and nice to people and so get good reviews <laughs> <laughs> the bar sometimes is pretty low maybe a surprise a good thank you or uh, even a hello will get you even more oh more yeah recognized we do custom notes for guests. Okay. And so they come in they say, you know, hi, John, welcome to our place or I welcome John and guest or something like that. So there's honestly like little things you can do for with Airbnb that hotels just don't do. Right? Yeah. Hotels it, it, don't do it. Uh, but a lot of things that we talked about actually on our last episode on vacation, you know, cruises, are you into the folding towels right now? Are you putting you know, like, towels and stuff on there? Kind of like, like a swan. Yeah. You get a swan, you get a bear, you can make a kangaroo. <laughs> We haven't, but, uh, you know, I've, I've looked at stuff like that on like YouTube, like how to do it. Uh, but we're so into like quick flips. Right. Right. So at this, at this point, it's like, if we can't consistently do it, 
we're not doing it. Um, but I, I want to, like, okay. I, I want to get me into some swan towel falls because I think <laughs> it just looks cool and it's a nice touch. You get that swan towel with your theme room of like, let's see here, what would be Swanish? Uh, maybe like a, the Canadian theme room or something <laughs> with a swan there, a goose staring at you as you walk uh, in the door. Look, we've, we've looked at themes and we're like, what if we turn one room into an escape room to where like, not only do you get a place to stay, but you get an escape room experience, right? And you have to do it in a way that's like an easy setup and breakdown and whatever else. Um, so there's some logistics stuff there, but I'm like, you could charge way more by throwing in the escape room experience plus a night place to stay. Like, I feel like that would be so cool. And so having a fusion of different businesses and value adds, like, just seems like the sky's the limit. Most definitely, especially with that. You have a garage, you can make a laser tag place. <laughs> Dan, serious. You have a giant garage that you're not doing anything on a property. Um, yeah. Garage space is very, very, you know, precious. Uh, I'll, I'll put that, put it that way. But if you have like a two bay garage and stuff there, you can actually probably make that a laser tag place. Look, I, I think there's like so much room for people to turn areas and dead space into assets. Um, like there's even, um, God, what am I thinking of? It's like Airbnb, but for rental storage. To where like you can rent out storage in your home or if you have like some storage in the back that you're not being used like people can rent out space in your storage monthly wow right so you're not doing anything with it any of the way yeah. half the time right so it's either just holding your junk or holding nothing so why not allow that to where like super super low effort mm-hmm. you know you just make the storage space maybe you got to do a little bit of framing to put walls up um allow them to be able to lock it and get to their stuff and like you're done. So you have a minimum investment, minimum effort, and just charge a little bit less than the local storage units. Oh, I agree with that. You know, you brought up a great point. You don't even have to put, put fence, uh, put like, uh, like board it in like a, like a, like a wall room, just put your fence up. Yep. Boom. As long as you have a barrier there, you're good. Um, what, out of all of your experiences with this and getting someone, someone's that probably interested in doing, mm-hmm. doing this, or we spark some ideas on how, yeah. how this can actually work. What are, what are your five small steps to get started with this? Yeah. So the first step is to evaluate your current situation, right? So like take your current opportunities that are literally right before your very eyes, right? So if you have a spare bedroom or you're living in an apartment um, and that allows you to sublease, right? And you live in a two bedroom and you're really just using one, right? Look at, can I turn this into an Airbnb? Can I turn this into something that I don't have to go and buy a property? Okay. That's a big deal. Being able to take what you already have, quickly turn it into a business within like less than a week, right? You're already up and listing. You're already getting people to come in and, and rent out your place. And you're like, oh, like proof of concept <laughs> really, really fast, like really, really fast. Okay? okay. So, and then just let that drive the expansion from there right? So start really small. That's the beauty of Airbnb. You don't have to go buy a property. You can use what you already have available to you. For those who live in apartments and you are able to sublease, you don't even have to own the property, right? You're like, yeah. So you're like, I don't go and do that. See if you can turn that into like being rent free, right? Where you're living for free. And at that point, invest that money into like, all right, now that I'm not paying to live at this location, 
let's see what I can do to take this money and put that into another property to make this scale. Right. And so now you can start getting your, your feet wet. You can start building the, figuring out how to, how the sole system works, put your own systems in place. So by the time you're ready to buy a property, not only you're already pulling in money from the, it's like a spare bedroom or something like that. Right. You already know what you're doing. Now you're just taking it to the next level. Fair enough. Fair enough. That's, that's great start. That those are great starting points, Cody. Uh, you know, we all have that extra space that we don't know what to do with. And we have a lot of, you know, people this day and age working's not enough anymore. You know, we got to find other ways to, you know, uh, supplement. Oh yeah. You know, er, the cost of everything's going up as well. So, you know, having your house make money for you, even to pay your house taxes, then, then you're actually going into a business for yourself and, all that stuff is right, right. You know, you can write that off as tax, tax. Oh man, hundred percent, hundred percent. And you'd be surprised how many people that are in their retirement years, mm-hmm. Airbnb out those spare bedrooms that, you know, their kids have moved out. They got these bigger homes, you know, and they'll rent out these other spare bedrooms on Airbnb yeah. uh, and like really significantly lower their living expenses because of that, uh, because of the share economy and being able to tap into that. Uh, it's really, really cool. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, the sky's the limit with this. Like you're saying, start small, uh, break, you know, break into it, get your standard operating procedures getting done, check out your your zoning. If you're renting, checking out your lease in case you need to sublet. Uh, also, you know, follow what what is on Airbnb for, for those, you know, the, uh, the rules, regulations, setup, insurance rates, they'll, they'll walk you through it like you're saying. And you can mm. pretty much, you did it on your phone. Don't even yeah. need a computer. So that's yeah. even the best thing there. Um, so you can literally make money while you're still sitting at home. Uh, I want to take a couple minutes to for your contact information, Cody. You know, how can we contact you if, you know, you want to get questions or you have anything that you you would like to promote on this, like your Airbnb, where where we can actually find you if we want to stay in Mississippi? So I'll let you uh, handle. You know this this is your moment here. So how can we get a hold of you? Yeah, for sure. So I mean, if y'all want to come come out to Mississippi, stay at our place. We can put I don't know a link to those in the show notes. But uh, if anyone has a question. You can reach out to me at alancodysmith at gmail.com. And it's A-L-L-E-N-C-O-D-Y-S-M-I-T-H at gmail.com. It's nothing fancy, just a, <laughs> just a generic email address I've had forever. But if you have some questions about it, I'd be happy to answer those. Oh, fantastic, Cody. I, I really appreciate your time. Uh, thank you for being on the show with us. Uh, next week, we actually have a special guest. I'm actually looking up at that right now. And I believe next week is the third already. We're already going to be in the May. Yeah, it is. Wow. I have a special guest of Adam Torres coming on the show next week. And we're going to talk about some investing that he's done and how he's helped families uh, make more money for themselves as well. Um, Once again, Cody, I wish to thank you for your time, your insight here. And, uh, you know, I, I hope you had a, had a great time here talking about this with me. I had a blast. Thanks for having me on the show. <laughs> I'll be back anytime. It, it was, uh, I mean, it was, it's my, it's my pleasure. It's, it's been great being here. Oh, fantastic. Everyone. Thank you for dialing in. Uh, one quick thing, you know, 
assess your property, see if you can actually do this and uh, turn your house into making money. So you can have a better tomorrow and uh, enjoy life for a while. Thank you, everybody. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Making More Money for You with Magnus Carter on the Voice America Business Channel. We look forward to the next show where we will be making more money for you. Until then, have a fantastic week.